Hello everyone. Welcome to our podcast Reaching the Stars. I am Ratna Mehta and I lead the Wadhwani Catalyst Fund. This startup world is very very intriguing actually. Chase the vision and the money will follow is something that we've heard of multiple times. But that's exactly what is happening in the startup space in India. Earlier startups didn't see too much of investing. mainly it was restricted to tech entrepreneurs but now we are seeing startups as growth engines and there is a lot of money in the line to invest in startups and who better to talk about the startup world and angel investing other than our guest today nandini mansingha who leads one of the largest angel networks in india mumbai angels nandini thank you very much for being on our show it's a pleasure to have you here today thank you ratna I'm I'm so glad and happy to be here talking to you. Nandini you've had a very interesting journey right you started with the media house times of india moved on to investment banking then became an entrepreneur and now you're leading an angel network dealing with startup dealing with investors it's phenomenal you know it's very very inspiring would love to hear from you what inspired you to take these turns and what were some of your learnings along the way so so ratna actually you know i even before media i actually started with education so 23 years back right uh, 1997 is when you know i just graduated with my cfa and an mba the harsh reality was that there were no jobs in the market right i remember going pillar to post saying listen i want to do anything that brings money home okay and at that point is when i joined an education institute was uh, i don't think it exists anymore and just you know it was like a very local place which said okay we are looking for somebody to design our finance courses and teach it to our students and i took it up not because you know it was the greatest thing to do but that was that was the only thing available so i did that for about a year year and a half that's when the market suddenly turns so you know imagine from 97 when there is this downturn and everything is falling apart to 1999 okay two years there's this internet boom and everything is internet and moving around and i just saw this ad in the newspaper which said oh times of india is setting up its internet portal do you want to apply i had no clue right and i just applied and um i had no clue what my role will be the place that i entered had no clue what it was trying to build but we went i went in and i was the sixth or seventh employee of indiatimes.com okay that i think was uh, one of my first brush with entrepreneurship of course at a very different scale when money was not a problem but you were out there where you were told that listen don't tell us this is my skill set and this is my job description because don't both don't apply So there were times when I was trying to build a women's portal. There was a time when I was trying to do legal stuff, financial stuff, auto, and I have like I don't drive a car, so I didn't even know what what auto is. But I I was dabbling with trying to build that vertical. It was a roller coaster ride for me. For, for I was there till about I think two thousand three or four. That's where I think these seeds of entrepreneurship were sown into me. It said A, imagine big. be don't tell yourself that this is the limit of what i can do so that takes away your um, you know mental framework of saying this is possible this is not possible 
cut to 2003-4 is and this is when all this is in Delhi I moved to Mumbai where I was you know I said okay now I'm done and I moved to JP Morgan and like you rightly said it's a huge shift you know like I was a part of this by the time I quit times I was a part of their strategic group I was trying to you know uh, design newer products new things from there I come into investment banking and a completely structured international environment you know where you know exactly what you're supposed to do you are everything is measured and you have these quarterly kra meetings and i'm like oh wow you know what what where have i landed you know so it's life like, becomes excel and ppt yeah excel ppt numbers and how you're supposed to you know look at attention to detail is like your most important uh, kra but i think what that got you know that the other piece that i learned from from my 5 years in jp morgan was how you need to deliver on whatever you're doing with absolute detail you know you can't go wrong even 1% here and there and that was the other key learning that i got so these two things got together and i'm talking of like almost 10 years of corporate uh, life between these two companies two absolutely different companies but gave me a lot of insight 2010 is when i quit on my own ratna and i think between that time cut to say 2017 i would say i actually tried my hand at building about seven to eight different businesses some failed at the excel sheet stage several of them failed at the partner stage you know you got everything together and then you're like oh my god the partner is absolutely wrong so you dropped it several i tried it didn't work so i left it the two companies that did take off and they did reasonably well today none of them exist one was a platform that i tried to create for content uh, funding so you know we said okay can you do small level 1 crore 2 crore content creation with you know so i i think now when i look back i think i was trying to set up an angel network for content yeah? so that i think it was an idea too before its time and uh, i i realize it that you know i can't scale with what i'm wanting to do over there from there i pivoted so that was called idea booster then i pivoted from there into what is called a digital content market so that was called digi booster so that i tried for a couple of years it was doing well we also pivoted a couple of times from you know doing uh, content market then we tried to pivot it into an influencer marketing etc i think covid got the company so i think uh, march of 2020 is when we realized that you know we we don't have the funds to run it to build it to scale so we decided to while all this was happening in 2010 when i quit i did two things right i was trying to set up my own thing and for some reason i had this tremendous pull towards angel investing so i became a member with mumbai angels so i was from 2010 i was a member and i was doing my own investments and stuff like that and i started getting more and more involved with the company. two of my very good friends have started this sasha and prashant and then i was a part of the board i was getting more and more involved it's in somewhere around 2016 is you know because uh, we realized that now the whole concept of a network no longer will exist because you will you have peers in the market who are out there as startups as wealth building machines and we need to compete in the same way that is when i came in to the company as a third co-founder and uh, you know the operating partner in 2017 so 2017 onwards mumbai angels is primarily you know my baby the other two are investors who are saying you know we are on the board you run it so uh, 
three of us and now we are trying to build Mumbai Engines itself as a massive uh, wealth management platform. That's the journey. Right? Yeah. I think one of the things is that, you know, youngsters today, especially the millennials and the generations after that, they want quick success. When we look yeah. at new entrepreneurs, we look at any professionals. I think the journey is so very interesting. It's got a lot of ups and downs and all of us need to realize that there are cycles and you have to survive all of those cycles. Some of them have just seen the golden age. Yeah. Right? And that is why it becomes very difficult when things go even slightly downhill. And therefore, I think, you know, learning from people who've been there, done it is so very important. I think adversity is our best teacher. Absolutely. What I what you know what I'm looking at is actually a worrying trend. Just because money is more readily available for you to build your business doesn't mean the grunt work or the blood and sweat that will go into building something meaningful. Forget large. You know, today what's happening is I, I actually think that the kind of news that keeps coming in the market every day on saying this one's become a unicorn, this one's raised so much funding, this has done, you know. It's doing at some level disservice to our large, you know, the the hundreds and thousands of entrepreneurs that we need in the country to build this, who are thinking it's very easy. It's never easy. Absolutely. And the thing what happens is that there will be one unicorn that will come out in the press, but there will be hundred others who are like literally struggling, doing things right, yeah. but maybe getting demotivated. Why are we not there? Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. Uh, I call that a Shah Rukh Khan effect. You, know? <laughs> you, one, you see one guy in the newspaper, there are not, I would, I would actually put the number in lakhs. For, for one Shah Rukh Khan, there are lakhs of guys who are at various levels of building their craft. This is a craft building, you know, you, it's a passion building. You, and, I, and my sense is anytime somebody is just re, you know, uh, chasing valuations, they don't understand what this is. And it, you know, Sooner or later, there will be a reality check. And and coming from an investor who does this day in, day out, I see this continuously. Nandini, you see a lot of uh, startups, but at the same time, you see a lot of angel investors. You know, in the last couple of years, I get a call almost every month, a couple of people saying, are you investing in startups? Are there some startups that we can invest in? And these are people who probably don't even understand how to evaluate companies. Which is very interesting that they want to build out another asset class. So that's great news for the startup world. But what should angel investors watch out for when they're looking for investing? I think that's a very important question because everybody is now opening up their eyes and saying, where is the money? You know, FD is 5%, real estate is stuck in some limbo somewhere. Where do we put the money? Yeah. So, you know, we are actually out there continuously trying to do investor education on this exact point. So, A, we need to understand that this is an asset class. So, you will have to work with it as an asset class, so you don't burn your money. So, first you will have to say how much of my overall portfolio do I want to allocate? Our recommendation is in, you know, say anywhere around 5-7% to of the overall portfolio. So, you put that money in. That, that's number one. The second is Please don't go unicorn hunting. There is no, like you know, today, after being in this space for 10 years, I'm much less confident on saying, oh, this is going to become a unicorn than I was five years back. 
you know five years back i would be like oh yes give me 10 and i know which one will do it doesn't work like that it has to be a portfolio approach it has to be a systematic patient approach and you will have to build your portfolio as an individual so whether you're talking of an individual investor or whether you're talking of family office what our data shows is that you will have to have a minimum portfolio of a 50 to 80 companies before wow. the uh, portfolio approach and before the irr starts kicking in into your so so what you are what what are you trying to achieve you're trying to achieve 5 to 7% of my allocation work at it in a you know a very very patient professional way at it it will start giving you the asset class at that level will start giving you a return of anywhere between 30 to 35% but like i said this has to be done in a in a wider range of about 80 to 100 companies not not lesser than that if you and and the biggest uh, problem that we see with newer investors is what is what we call selection bias you know you see 10 first companies and you start over depending on your ability to find winners so you will say oh i like this guy and here is the money and i'm that that's number 1 second is our over uh, you know the the over delta that we put on ourselves to be able to steer the company to success no you don't do it you put the money behind the business model and you put the money behind the founder if you think you have to run the business it is not angel investing you know you might as well become a founder somewhere else and build your own business so if you are looking at it as an in asset class which is what i think all of us should do Who, are, who who don't see this as our main business and a portfolio approach larger number of investments and follow two two people one are leads who are who are going to devote a lot sensible amount of time to those investments and the founders so so that's the only way you will not lose money and get what we see a lot of times is you know people come into this with a lot of enthusiasm two years down the line they get disillusioned Because like, oh, because you know they lose money, and they're and you will lose money. So what you will have to do is follow the portfolio. Right. So the bottom line is that you know the five x, the ten x that people expect coming into angel investing is something that you should keep it at bay and say that you know let's assume that even though this asset class will give you higher returns than a normal investing pattern, uh, you need to be really careful in terms of what you choose and pick and. keep a broader basket over there so that you yes. can you know balance out and diversify the risk it's a very very interesting approach like any other asset class you know any risky asset class you will go with the portfolio approach you know it's like somebody gave me a very uh, nice line somewhere sometime back saying portfolio approach is the only free lunch available to us you know we should take it the the challenge happens when we start putting all our eggs in one basket and then you start getting you know sleepless nights on saying oh my god this is going down so you you'll have to take that anxiety away and then this asset class will start working right now there have been a lot of myths around investing and more so around startup investing because the shine around it right you know i've heard funny myths like you know we want to invest in startups which have young founders we want to invest in startups where you know the guy is from an ivy league mm. there's a lot of gender bias also at that stage you know startup investing because 
the startup takes a lot out of a founder right how are we encouraging female founders in this space help us just understand some of the myths and some of the funny things that you've come across yeah absolutely this young uh, founder and pedigree founder i think is one of the biggest myths you know <laughs> the the thankful thing that i see now is that we've evolved a little more so i see it on our platform if if you had a young ivy league founder say 5 6 years back they actually could define their own valuation you know there would be like a queue of investors saying oh you know does he tick the box of young iit mit katkat investor deal closes today i see that has started changing both in terms of experience i actually don't see too much of a gender bias i think it's more a function of lesser number of female founders it's just a ratio thing rather than a you know gender bias on our platform in terms of what gets funded what has actually started happening now is that people have started asking questions on saying oh do the founders have an understanding of what they are wanting to build do they come from that uh, background mm-hmm. you are actually seeing more companies of 35 40 plus people getting funded uh, you know they say that oh do the founders together have the full basket of what's what's being uh, put together so that that has started going away in a very big in a very big and i see that to be a nice evolution of the uh, ecosystem very very encouraging i think the investors are also getting more you know experienced in terms of you know what is working what is not working especially i think 2020 we thought is you know wash out year in terms of early stage investing venture investing it went in the first half it went down 30 40% but it just bounced back like anything in the second half and 2021 seems to be like a rock star year we just had 21 unicorns in any 6 month period that we've ever seen so very very interesting i started with a movie because you're a media person and yeah, you yeah. love movies so i am a fan of sport movies and shahrukh khan i love him so chakde <laughs> I cried. Oh, what was that example came across? Shahrukh <laughs> Khan, and then there are the others. Yeah. I cry every time I see that movie. <laughs> these uh, Olympics and these hockey games would have like really moved you around this time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm so amazed with what we have done as a nation. I just think a lot more needs to be done. You know, there's so much of potential uh, right from the uh, you know village level. for us to be actually for us to be actually out i mean you know at one nbco we won one gold and etc and then you see oh we are 47th in the we can't be we are 17th of the world's population you have the 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 medal count has to match you know the math doesn't work and i think that needs an entire dna change in how we think about sports as well i think with the increasing involvement at olympics and now these players getting the screen space which they deserve i think that's going to encourage a lot more Absolutely. so I think every year we incrementally move up yeah that the pace needs to be exponential you know i think ratna it's it's that same thing that's happened to startups you know it's like gradual 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 and then suddenly cut it so you know that it either the example that i love to use is the chess board Where in the first half of the, of the chessboard, if you keep doubling your stakes, you know you'll move very very slow. It's when you start going to the closer to the second half 
is when it becomes exponential every doubling becomes exponential i see that happening both for entrepreneurship in our country and sports very interesting it's the bamboo tree example yeah <laughs> all right 150 years is very interesting you need a lot of balance quality of life and inner peace what do you do for that so you know ratna i it's a it's a it's a very old uh, uh, hindu philosophy of how you how you look at it it's the concept of what is called the witness or sakshi bhav what that means is that you have to walk into life or you have to you have to actually watch life like a netflix movie so i'm going to give that example right so what happens is if you watch a netflix movie you know it is not real right if you can operate in life in that same format the only difference there is that in life you are also the actor you are the lead actor because it's your own movie and you're watching it but at the end of it you should know that nothing matters you know the detachment factor yeah you you watch it as a witness so it's a uh, it it comes from the upanishads you know so so that so if you watch everything without getting attached to it and then put your full into it so you're not you're not like not doing something it's your movie and it has to be a super hit right so you do your full thing in it but don't worry about you know the effects it has on you so what that will allow you to do is it will allow you to remain light and as blemish free as possible and balanced yeah irrespective of whatever life uh, throws at you so it's a tough one it's a lifelong uh, craft building but yeah that's something that i strive for on a you know daily basis very interesting we close this one with a really important question who's your biggest cheerleader somebody who is your go to person somebody who you go to when you're extremely happy or you know stressed my family my my mother my brother sister my nephew nieces i uh, they are my biggest cheerleader they are like you know uh, unconditional love unconditional support unconditional respect and uh, that's what drives me yeah i think with that that's a great wrap nandini we got some very interesting insights so it was a great session with you thank you so much for joining us thank you and uh, i am sure the viewers are going to really enjoy this session it was extremely informative